This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Hello. That's how I realized I'm, I'm never going to get famous or rich doing this. This podcast? Oh, we already know that. Wow. Um, nah, doing, doing the media stuff. When I talk to classes, and I find that I'm... I'm just as guilty of the stuff that I preach. When I've talked to journalism classes, uh, what comes up all the time is the difference between doing TV, doing radio play-by-play, or doing radio talk shows. And I said, well, the biggest difference to me is is there's a lot of guys that try to do everything, and then they find out what's in their wheelhouse. Like, there's a bunch of TV guys, Kenny, Hmm. that come to the realization pretty quickly that... Between them and their friends, they have opinions on sports. Mm. But if you put them on the radio every day, they just don't care enough. TV guys. Uh, yeah. They oh, just, big time. They yeah. just don't care enough and are not as opinionated as they thought they were. Because to do a radio show, you have to have opinions. And people we, we get accused of, everybody in the radio business at some point, gets accused <laughs> yeah. of faking opinions or using them with effect getting loud, getting obnoxious, everything's embarrassing, well, now, fire now, this so, coach, fire so, this GM. Yeah, I got blocked today by a guy because he wrote, because I, I tweeted, and I did not bring it up on the show, because there's been several people who have tweeted like, hey, you know, the Cavs are this record without Darius Garland. 9-0, they're 9-0 now. Would he be the guy, and it was, it was a, the last guy to do it. I don't want to see people go through my mentions and go, who's the guy? The last guy to do it, I think, was being very innocent. Mm-hmm. But there were there were people kind of wondering. It was Dave Chidowski? Things are going. Oh, things are going Come very on, well for the Cavs you right can't now. Just do that. That nobody's doing yeah. like with sincerity. But at the beginning of the year, because I think there's some people going. Well, wait a minute. You guys all say that Jared Allen would be the piece to go if you were mm-hmm. to make a move someday down the line. What about him? Like, no, we're way too early on both of those. Mm-hmm. But I, I, but some guy tweeted at me. And he used the term "foe" and used the term "foe" and "straw man." I go. You might want to use gaslighting in the next tweet. Yeah, and I'm all like, the terminology. All right, well, I'll get my first block of 2024. That's great. But I'm like, I didn't bring that up on the air. Man, I'm not bringing that up on the right. show. So, so what I'm getting at is I, I, I tell these journalism classes, and I always will say something that happened the night before. Wherever I, when I talk to Syracuse, okay. I've talked to Ohio University. I've talked to John Carroll. 
I've taught to high schools. You went to a lot of and, schools. And so, no, no, I'm just in, in talking to the classes. Oh. And I'll say something that happened topically, something that happened the night before. Hey, what'd you think of that decision by Tito? What did you think of Jim Beheim and what he said here? And then I go, if none of you are putting your hands up, if none of you think anything about this, then you probably need to just do television. You probably need to do... I said you can't do a radio show. You can't do a radio show if you don't have an opinion on the big thing that happened last yeah, night. you don't want me to... Well, I'm, what I'm getting to is you don't want me to I just realized I can't do first take. And I've, I have a lot of big opinions on a lot of stuff. I've been accused of faking big opinions all the time. Or, time. Lima, you can't possibly believe this. I, I got a lot of that when I was saying what I said about Baker Mayfield. <coughs> Rough day. When I, when I said what I said about Baker Mayfield, I had a lot of people accuse me of having fake opinions. Well, what has everybody talked about over the last 48 hours? What did Garrett Bush, who we had on today, go viral talking about? The NFL's handling of the Bengals and the Bills game. Mm-hmm. I realized with this, Garrett, Garrett has a million views on TikTok. He has 25,000 views and growing. It got shared by everybody I follow nationally, locally, everything. I don't think I could do that job because the producers of First Take or Undisputed or whatever Nick Wright's new show is, seems to have a new one every month, whatever those shows that I would be asked to be on, I would tell my producer, yeah, I don't feel real strongly about what they did. I thought they might play the game, and then Joe Burrow was warming up, Joe Buck said it, and then they didn't play the game. And I I don't have three hours to devote to arguing. Well, what I liked about what Garrett said is... I heard what he said, and I agree with what he says about it. There was a little bit of, well, however, this and that. But then when I watched it again, I went, okay, no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I'm glad I watched it twice. I watched it twice because um, I agreed with what Garrett said. But the whole issue that I think that I, I take with those sort of things is that when you're in an opinion business as, as that – genre is where it's you're out there on a stage and you have to just have an argument who's going to argue about a man nearly dying on a football field so now you have to sound like an ass like i got bart scott blaming t higgins what are you, what are you talking about blaming t higgins yeah saw that what are you doing blaming t higgins and then the skip bayless tweet now we could talk i didn't want to talk about it on the radio because i just hate doing Hey, here's this totally other show on a totally different thing. Let's give them, let's talk about their opinions instead of our own. But I'll do it on the podcast because it's the sure. podcast. Sure. The podcast is a look behind. Remind me what I texted to Garrett after the interview. I was curious what you, you thought, you thought about Skip. Because I, I had What opinions. I thought of Skip, I think Skip, I think Skip's history is what got him in trouble. I think Skip's history is what got him, what, what got people going after him. Conclusions because, being jumped to. Yes. Yeah. Because if you read, if if I wrote that, if I wrote that, if you wrote that, or, or Owen wrote that, I think some people would read it the wrong way. But I think a lot more people would be understanding. Now we're obviously small potatoes in comparison to Skip Bayless in the in the platform that he has, obviously. But I mean, you saw people, and and I read, and I go, okay, if I read the context and I read it in my voice. 
He is saying he hopes that the guy is okay, yeah. but he's also saying, what is the NFL going to do? Which, it's a trite thing to say. What he did, he made a mistake. He said something pretty trite at the wrong time. He made a mistake. But it was his history that got him hammered so badly by everybody who takes and that And he's in. earned that. He has earned and that. And he's earned that. And he's, he'd, probably, he'd probably say, yeah, it's worked out for him. That even though he's going to get crushed like that. And that's where I look at it. I go, I He go, is the one guy. Do you know how many times I've actually woken up like after a LeBron performance? And I don't really watch Skip. I don't, I, as far as Skip goes, like I, I've seen him in public at the Super Bowl. I've seen him at other big events doing shows mm-hmm. outside. And I've mm-hmm. seen the crowd. And I'm like, boy, Twitter doesn't see this. These people are pumped to see Skip Bayless. They are pumped. Yeah. They are, they, they are using this as a show. They don't really take it seriously. They are enjoying themselves. Yeah. But Twitter is like, how can he be a grifter to this level? How can he? And I'm like, guys, this is entertainment. Mm-hmm. Nobody, but, no, in the end, it doesn't matter who's right or wrong about what, arguments. That's what made me. And, and there was a time where I had to think about it as well. Because, again, I didn't like seeing from even your brother, sister stations, cousin stations, whatever, so-and-so in the afternoon, so-and-so in the morning, so-and-so in the midday, talk about Skip and Shannon and da-da-da-da-da. It's like. Talk about your show. Yeah, we like to talk your about thoughts. our show. Yes. I hated that. When, uh, when, when I, I told Lima this, and Lima totally agreed with me. We, we made a conscious decision because I think you, you said it out loud first, but I, I mean, I was not liking it, and you weren't liking it. When Baker Mayfield first got drafted, there were people who wanted to turn the thing into a Colin, Colin Cowherd clip show. And I'm like, man, those are his opinions, and I said it all the time. That guy is not on the airwaves here. He's in doctor's offices when you go to a dentist or a doctor or a waiting room getting your tires rotated. That's where he's on. And he's makes and I don't have any problem with Colin Cowherd. I've been a fan of Colin Cowherd my basically my entire life. The guy's been on the radio, so I have no problem with the guy. I'm not gonna sit there and turn my show into reactions of other hosts. Yeah, I think it's a I'm big not mistake. Do it. I think it's a big mistake that a lot of shows do. But the podcast uh, on this podcast, I'll say this. What I think they've done is they've blurred it of what's real and what's not. Because I sit there and I think, I did think about this for a moment. The Skip, the Skip Bayless-Shannon Sharp thing. Shannon Sharp took the day off on Tuesday. But I don't know what the reason was. I saw the clip, that the, yeah. the awkward clip. And then he tried to explain himself. Skip cut him off. It got very awkward very quickly. And you and I love awkward and we love confrontations. But you and I have a very different relationship than a lot of others where you and I have been mad at each other off the air less than a handful of times and never for more than 10 minutes, if that. And I wonder if they could be the same way. But I also think Shannon Sharp is not like I go, well, they all make more money in the end. Shannon being outraged by Skip Bayless and Skip Bayless being indignant over Shannon Sharp, not not being able to believe him makes them more money in the end, brings them more eyeballs in the end. But I go, Shannon Sharp doesn't need that money. I go, Skip Payless doesn't even need that money anymore. So maybe it is personal for him, but the disbelief is is part of the conversation now. And what they've done, they've created their own circle, their own conversation out of something that is really, I mean, it was almost tragic. We'll find out how the results go with this poor fella, and we'll see how that goes. But I look at it and go, a lot of things turn into outrage. And I just didn't want to turn 
DeMar Hamlin into outrage. Like, when I first saw the reactions to, why is the NFL talking about five minutes to go? What are we doing? Hold on. Hold on. People were mad at Joe Buck. People were mad at Troy, uh, Troy Vincent. Because Troy Vincent said he had not heard of it, and then they go, well, that's a lie. That's a lie then. They were saying five minutes and Joe Buck's here. You think Troy Vincent's going to go out there as a representative of the NFL with billions of dollars on the line and go, hey, it was Brenda Smith who was telling Joe Buck in his ear that there was going to be five minutes and then they were going to resume play. Because nobody had been in that situation before, and there, for all we know, there could have been a producer in that truck going, five minutes, five minutes. Okay, guys, five minutes. They're warming up on the field. We see Joe Burrow. Five minutes, we're going to get it going. Joe, five minutes. Oh, five minutes, we're going to play. And that again. has been the protocol before. And that has been the protocol before. So people only go with what well, they know. And, and I, I don't, don't want to – go ahead. Well, just from a logistics and TV standpoint, I don't think people realize that it's not the referee's call when they take their TV timeout. There's a TV person that's saying, hey, we've got a TV timeout to get in here. From the network. Then they literally stand on the field at, at, at the... They wear big orange gloves yeah, and at they, the end of yeah, the break. They, 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 literally, they literally will yeah. not leave the field, so you can't play the game and until so, they're off the exactly. field. Right. So they don't... I don't know if they knew what they were doing at the time. I don't know if anybody knew what they were doing at the Nobody time. Nobody knew because this doesn't right. happen. So guys, like it's, it takes a little bit of understanding of this being a... This isn't a normal, hey, he can't... We don't know if he can feel his, his fingers and toes. It is not that normal. Right. Sad to say normal. I hate to say it like that, but you get what I'm saying. It's not that type of thing. But that's at least been done a yeah. few times in the past. Yeah. Well, I mean, and there's guys carted off the field all the time. Right. They wait. They yeah. pray. Teams sometimes get together and pray. And then guess what? Second down and six. Yep. Here we go. Play exactly. the game. And and listen, what, what Skip tweeted, I mean, I'm sorry. Every Cincinnati fan who... Is, is is going to be concerned about the well-being of a player, just like we all are, but they don't know the player. And it's not a famous player, which right. we can act like that shouldn't matter. It does. If it was Josh Allen, Correct. if it was Joe Burrow, if it was Jamar Diggs, Chase, yeah. then, then, okay, there might be even a different kind of empathy, unfortunately. But they didn't know who that guy was. They are in... The fight for their life, sorry for the parlance, I'm using the wrong terminology, but you get what I'm saying. Down at the end of the season, it's what every... Fight for position. Every, yeah, every fan jockeying for position, it's what every fan is thinking about. And so today, what is everybody talking about? Whether or not the NFL is going to get this game in. Well, it stands to reason that people were thinking about it that day too. And when we had... I don't... We had uh, from Cincinnati. Mo Egger. Mo Egger on, and I said, Mo, are you allowed to talk about the ramifications of playing the game versus not playing the game going forward, or are you just going to get yelled at? And he said, I'll probably get yelled at, but it's my job. And I'm like, yeah, it is. It is our job. Whether Skip should have tweeted it the minute it happened. That's Okay, what if, what if it were 10 minutes later, 20 minutes later? I think we're all rushing to get angry about something that night because we can't, we can't wrap our heads around this happening while everybody's watching. How many people were watching with their kids and all of a sudden, there's a there's a player that was running down the field to make an athletic play. And the next thing you know, not only might he not never play again, we don't know if he's going to live again. Well, what type of lifestyle he could have. Yeah. I mean, it seems that the news is getting yeah. better and better, but I don't know. I mean, it, it was a long time. I don't know what type of lifestyle, quality of life he's going to have. So, you know, we hope we hope he's going to be better, obviously. But, you know, again, we, we, we say these things. We just, 
you know, I did that show on on Tuesday with you, and I'm going. I'm, I'm looking, weird show. I, well, I was looking at social media. I'm going. And we knew it'd be a I'm weird show. I'm just not going to step in it over anything here. Yep. And I'll be damned. I, I saw some of the texts we were getting and some of the other stuff, and I'm going. I'll be damned if I step in it over this. And you could say because uh, I didn't think there was. What was the take? What was the opinion? The NFL, the big bad NFL, the NFL, but the NFL stopped the game. They stopped the game. So they because the they game. stopped it. A half hour later or ten minutes later than they should. But they didn't play another play. That's the outrage. It wasn't like they played another play and I, then went, guys, we don't we really don't think we should. And, and there's no doubt, there's no doubt that the NFL, which we said during the Deshaun Watson thing, during the Ray Rice thing, during uh the, the nonstop negotiations between the players union, every time there's been a big NFL story, we know what they're doing. They're taking the temperature. They're taking the temperature of the fans. And what I always said about, like, the Watson thing, I'm like, guys, Deshaun Watson, that is, I always use the Good Morning America, the Good Morning America barometer, which is, will the story land on Good Morning America? Why do I say that? Because Good Morning America is not a sports show. It's a general public that my wife would watch. And if my wife is talking about this, you've stepped in it. And with this, the NFL was going to step in it no matter what, because this was going to be on Good Morning America, and sure enough, by the way, it was on Good Morning America. Oh, they were showing CPR stuff yeah. today on yeah. Good Morning America. They were people showing how were, to do it. People were at high schools. Media people were at high schools yeah. making sure to show the, what are the devices the called? The defibrillator device. Like this then becomes a story. And so now you're going to get even more opinions yeah. because this is the time to strike when it comes to, like, let's say you're the players union and safety is number one to you. And you want to make sure the NFL, who has increased the amount of games, yeah, you're all making more money, but they've increased the amount of games. They have failed to distance the games. What? Teams have to play sometimes twice in four days. And I wanted to know from from Garrett's conversation, what is what is in the CBA? I'd like to know from somebody, oh, whether words. it be Charlie Hewlett, whoever, about life-altering injury that happens on the field. Because I, I, I swear I saw a report yesterday, and I, I kind of danced around it today because I was like, I can't confirm this. That they said the Bills or somebody said they were going to guarantee his pension yeah. no matter what, which is the right thing to do you know, given the circumstances, even though, by the way, they cut Xavier Ro- uh, Rhodes yesterday. Um, so, like, the business of the yeah, NFL business. still goes on. Absolutely. Um, but it's the right thing to do. But I go, what is, what is written in the CBA – about life-altering injury on the field. You know, it, it happened during work. It happened in work in the workplace. No matter what they want to say, this is something that happened at the workplace. So is there special dispensation for his pension? I don't know. It's a good question. And what does that open up for other guys who, you know, God forbid, other guys who might have had other injuries, other things. And one is high hey, profile. Never, like, has Olivier Vernon ever played a down of football again Ever since that injury with the Cleveland Browns, and can now, he walk down? Is... Can he walk down the steps? Exactly. Can can, can he locate his remote and sit now, down without being in pain and turn on a television? Olivier was a vested player yeah. who had who had a pension. That is all true. So, but I, I'm saying, do you have a case now? Like that's something that the NFL is going to have to pay attention to because the Bills can do it out of their own quote unquote goodwill. And say, hey, we're going to take care of Demar Hamlin because the eyes of the world are on the so Buffalo it's, it's, Bills. So un- unfortunately, right. and such is life. This isn't just the NFL, but when there is a story with this many eyes, 
that is how you get things done. That's when you get things done. When people always say, hey, now is, the, now is not the time to politicize this event. Now is not the time to talk about the CBA. I would argue this is exactly the time like that you role? talk about Can we it. wait 48 hours on those things? Because that, I think, is the problem with the Skip Bayless thing. But see, 48 yeah. hours, it's already out of the window. Are people going to care about this Buffalo Bills player by they, tomorrow? It's been 48 hours, and they still do. And I think that was, going back to Skip Bayless, that was the problem. It was the guy everybody expected to tweet it or mm-hmm. say it, said it at the exact time they thought he was going to say it, which is the wrong mm-hmm. time. And so they jumped on him. Even though millions of other people were thinking and, the exact and, same thing. And he, he couched a sentiment that was a nice thing. With a trite commentary. Mm-hmm. But there were, quietly, there were people, what's this going to do to my gambling? Yep. What's this going to do to my, my fantasy league? It's what's championship gonna, weekend. And, and it's like, well, we'll worry about that later on. Let's just make sure this guy's okay. Like, let's do that. Because there's certain things that you think in the back of your head, you can't help but do it. You just you don't say it. And he said yeah. it out loud. And I have no sympathy for Skip Bayless. Oh, no, no. And, that's not and what I know I'm you here. don't. I know we're not trying to build up a, a sorry for the he guy. He doesn't need us. He, he can walk away tomorrow. If he got canceled. frankly, to hell with him. I don't he'd be care. Fi- in fact, if he got canceled, he would start a podcast the next day. He'd be even more successful. I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But, um, well, that was an interesting way to start the podcast. I didn't know you were going to start the podcast. I just, it was a realization that I can't do this for a living. <laughs> what, be a radio host? <laughs> if I don't have opinions on the biggest story in the world, then I don't know that I, I can think, do this for I a living. I think you could. I think you would be able to do it. Well, you just have to change what you need for a living. Yeah, that's true. I think you'd be able to do it. I, I think what I, I'll commend Garrett, because I think a lot of people who have hearts stepped out there and did the right thing but on I, Tuesday. The, I, ne- the next question is, all those people that were saying such great things, there was such a, a, a for once, for once on Twitter, there was like a unified reaction to what had happened. Oh, no, there wasn't. All, for the most Not part. By some of the people I saw. For the most part. It was like 99%. Ugh. For the most part. It was all, It obviously, the, the other one-tenth of one percent, it gets highlighted. Yeah. Well, that's true. But for, for once, Twitter had really nice things to say about a kid, and they learned a lot about a kid, and they all donated to his cause, which was what an insanely good story. But if tomorrow there was a vote, like, should all the NFL contracts be guaranteed? Every last one of them. I bet you a lot of fans would say, no, don't want that. No, don't you, want my team. Like, you don't really care. You, have, you don't really care well, about these kids when you when you don't know them. You only care when this kid almost passed away on the football have, field when you were watching. You're going to have guaranteed salaries. You're going to drive down salaries somehow. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. going to drive the salary down. I'll guarantee you, but instead of getting a guaranteed $800,000 Has it done that in the year, NBA? The NBA still has less players. I mean, you're talking yeah. about a 53-man roster, and I know there's two-way contracts and yeah. guys get called up for 10-day contracts, things like that. But in the NFL, I mean, you got guys on practice squads, and they make sort of, and I, and I don't know how it all works. I don't. But you have guys who start out Browns camp, and they're they get cut at the end of the, uh, a training camp, and they're staying you, in an apartments, and, and they somehow mm-hmm. end up in that locker room on game day. Seven, eight times a year. It's crazy. Introducing themselves yes. to Miles Garrett. Well, and, to, or, yeah. or they just, they they know each other. They're on the practice squad. They get called mm-hmm. up. I mean, good God, there's been, I can't tell you how many linebackers over the last couple of years. That's true. I mean. Who was so, the offensive lineman who had to introduce himself? Blake Hance. Yeah. Yeah, Blake Yeah, Hance. that was the one. So you have these guys, like, 
you can guarantee their you can guarantee them as a contractor because that's what they are. I mean, they're basically in a lot of ways independent contractors. They're paying. Remember, you got to pay Jeff Saturday. Oddly mm-hmm. enough, uh, Jeff Saturday sued because of the taxes he had to pay in the city of Cleveland, which I don't think it was a game he was playing in because he said he didn't actually perform the work in the NFL. And I think the I want to say how it went. I'm not sure. I forgot about the city that. of Cleveland said, "Well, you got paid for the work." And he goes, "I wasn't there." <laughs> because they get taxed. They do. On the road people games. don't know this. Players get taxed on the road games and the cities that they're in. Right. That's why they all need a tax guy. It's a very convoluted because system. Because they're all independent contractors yeah. at the end of the day. Because everybody says, oh, Uncle Sam's, and I always say, the house always wins. And the house is the U.S. government. It's just the same thing with the stuff we started talking about here in this state mm-hmm. here just a couple of days ago. The house always wins. But for for those guys... How do you guarantee their contract? How do you do that? And if I do guarantee their contract... What are the, what are the ramifications I, to the cap? I'm going to end up having to drive your salary down. Yeah. Instead of $800,000, what, what do I guarantee you now? And when we say guaranteed salaries in the NBA, we all tell the story. Like, how, does the, how do the contracts work in the NBA with two-way, with 10-day, uh, with um, who, Dante Jones? Like, remember that story? Dante Jones and the low blow, and LeBron was going to pay for the, the, the fine. Because he actually Dante. owed more money than he had made that yeah. year. <laughs> How to, but we always say, guaranteed contracts. And we're like, yo, those, those contracts are guaranteed. Well, who are they guaranteed for? Like, how does that work? I don't know. I don't know. They do. And they're the lawyers that have to do that. So I think that this is something, the DeMar Hamlin thing, the problem is, is you want labor peace. You have labor peace for so long. We have another, what, eight years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just looked up trying to find out stuff about what he can, you know, going forward, if he doesn't play football again, what he can get. Okay. So the only comparison I saw, Schefter had a tweet. This was last year when Edelman retired. And because Edelman had an injury that essentially ended his ended his career, but this was specifically it ended his season, and he was still under contract for the next season. Edelman could get up to $2 million. So you can get whatever you're guaranteed up to $2 million. So he was guaranteed over that. But DeMar Hamlin is not guaranteed no. that much money. DeMar Hamlin's contract is not. It's only 3.6 for four years total. So I don't, you know, obviously the Bills, if they choose to. People mentioned Ryan Shazier and his injury and how Pittsburgh they kept him on kept the roster. Him. For three years. But it was only that. because it was Ryan Shazier. Would right. they have done that for anybody else? Right. I, I don't know. Probably not. Guys get injured all the time. I mean, if this – you hate, it, it, I just don't – again, it, it doesn't seem like the right time to bring up some yeah, of these right. other things it's, either. It's still it really so – even as I was looking, I looked up that first thing about Edelman, and then I go, well, what's Hamlin make? And I looked that up, and as I'm looking at it, I'm like, uh, you felt bad about this it? This is yeah. slimy. I did the same thing. This is I gotta slimy be honest. Right here. You start. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Looking at look at the guys kids. laying the Bills in a just bed re- right The Bills you know? released a statement during the podcast. Like, he's made remarkable progress. We continue to monitor him. He's not out of the woods yet, but he's making great. And it's like, okay, great. So at some point, yeah, we're going to have to talk about this, but we can't be naive here and think that this situation will not be brought up in the future. Yeah. In, in, in a negotiation for the next CBA. Sure. And maybe even across sports, because we're talking about something here that can happen in baseball. I, I'm, I'm amazed sure you can run into each guys, other at a hard clip in basketball. I am honestly for the love of God. amazed Hockey, Hockey, we have not almighty. had more of this, especially in boxing and in the UFC. I can't believe we haven't had more of this, which which speaks to also how these guys are, are, are elite athletes. They know how to protect themselves, and the resources are there on the scene to make sure – that guys are are good. You know, UFC's not as barbaric as it was 25 years ago, 30 years ago, right. when guys didn't have gloves on. They could, uh, lack of a better term, they could literally punch you in the nuts in some states. The uh, I, I, I hate <laughs> to give a different platform credit here. There, I, I need to send you. Did I send you that 30 for 30 podcast Mm-mm. about the first ever UFC? Mm-mm. You got to listen to it. It's oh, very love good. to. The, the story of the first Jim Brown. Ever UFC. Jim Brown was on the broadcast yeah. of the original. They talk about UFC. How, how rough the broadcast was. It, it, I've seen the, the guy YouTube. who did play by play lied. And it was just like, yeah, I, I, I can do this. And they were like, okay. And just flew him in. Well, Bruce, uh, uh, what was it? Beck? Bruce Beck? I don't Isn't remember. that a name? I don't remember. A New Jersey sportscast, New York sportscaster. Uh, uh, Beck. And then the other one, I'm pretty sure Brian Kilmeade from Fox News wow. was on the original. I'll go back and look. I, there's a lot of things. Can I talk about that for a second too? If you were saying like I didn't, so I didn't know Sean Hannity was like a a radio disc jockey college yes. guy yes. before he did what he did. I did not know that Rush Limbaugh was what Jeff Christie. Yes, I didn't know that. Glenn Beck spun records. I knew the Glenn Beck story inside that. and out, and Bill O'Reilly was a weatherman. Yep, he was a meteorologist. Bill I don't O'Re- even know if he was actually a certified meteorologist. I think he might have just been like, Bill, get on there and do Bill that. O'Reilly, who you can now see once a week on the Cuomo show. I can't speak to that, of course, as you know. We'll be watching that together. Yeah. Um, but that's an interesting one. I had no idea these guys did all these things before they... I'm like, I'm a radio show host in Cleveland, and in 20 years, hopefully I'll be a radio show yeah. host in Cleveland. <laughs> like, that's the way I'm like... All these other guys, they did all these other different things before they like Brian. I didn't know that. I didn't know Brian Kilmeade did that before he mm-hmm. went to Fox. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go back, we should we should do it as a homework assignment. I'll tweet it out. The video to the first ever UFC. Somebody has mo- has has done all the editing to it so that there's sound effects. There are graphics to show just how bad this was because really there were so many moments. Because I remember we rented we rented it out. 
We had kind of heard about it, kind of like Cocaine Cowboys, the original, when people yeah, were yeah, yeah, trading yeah. that on the streets. We talked all, about this on this all podcast. around the country. Yeah, we, this concept. Well, well, the UFC, you caught wind of it, that they that Denver, of all places, allowed this because it was human cockfighting at that time. There, John McCain wanted to put an end to this. And they were trading around VHSs, and finally there was a new um, movie store that opened up in Chesterland, and everything was a dollar. And they had the first two UFCs. They were just there, and I'm like, oh, my God, I've heard about the UFC. I've got to get this. So I took it home, and, I mean, I was young. I couldn't believe that, guys, I thought somebody was going to die because nobody knew how to defend themselves. It was one technique against another technique. Mm-hmm. Now that's gone. Everybody in the UFC, uh, they train different amounts, but they train – the in grappling, the jujitsu, yeah. the 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 kickboxing. The, they they back then they didn't. The whole point of the UFC was to say, hey, this karate guy who won't shut up about his discipline, he's going to go up against the kook su guy who won't shut up about his discipline. Who's going to go up against the? They even had a sumo wrestler basically in the ring, and then you realize, oh yeah, no, it's just jujitsu guy. Jujitsu guy wins every time. Uh, by the way, uh, I know we have a big story going on with Demar Demar mm-hmm. Hamlin. Uh, if it were any other week, anything else is going on. Speaking of what you're talking about, Dana White got to go. Bye. Okay, are you gonna tell him? Bye. You gonna tell him? I mean, he I, ain't I, going anywhere. I understand that. He what has is made there, so much money for his there, partners. What is there? Well, okay, I, like we do this. We did this with Vince McMahon. How many different yeah, times? Yeah. What is their their status? Like, if an NFL owner got caught on camera doing that. Mm-hmm. Could, I, could you imagine? But the other so owners have is, power. Who else has that's power? That's what I'm at. That's why kind of why I'm asking you because I'm like Dana White got to go. I'm like, well, who's going to make him go? Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Endeavor, Who owns the UFC, the, this company Endeavor. I don't know if they're private equity or what. They also rep Stephen A. Smith apparently. Um, Jesus. They this is big big money and Good they Stephen A. They bought the UFC and everybody wondered when they bought the UFC what's going to happen. They bought it from the the brothers, the Fertitta brothers. They bought it from the billionaire Fertitta brothers, and then everyone's like, oh, what is Dana White going to do? And they're like, oh, no, we're, we're bringing in Dana White. We're, he's the guy that is the reason the UFC is what it is. We are taking his expertise, and we are bringing him on. But you're on camera slapping your wife around, dude. You can't do that. That's bad. I'm not putting mm-hmm. you in a position no, to I defend know. that. I know that. I know. I'm just saying... Who's going to make them? You'd have to have like congressional hearings. Make them defend it. But yeah, right. If you were, if that's the guy that said, lose your kid at Disney World. Okay, Come on. If I, you I think I. De- but if you were in Denver, wouldn't you, oh. like, if it were any Do you want to be associated yeah, with that? I, I'm serious. That's, if it were any other week, would we not have the 24 take... hour news cycle and people up on desk going, how can this be representative? Right. So the only You're way. talking about a sport, MMA, people fight. You don't want that going. I mean, there would be people outraged right. over that. So who are, the only way it would happen, who are the biggest UFC sponsors? The sponsors are the oh, ones. Clearly, yeah. uh, what what beer company right now? I'm looking. No, complete list. Well, let's not name names. Let's not name I won't. Names. You, uh, but one of them is a television network. Uh, another one is a gambling network. Okay, if these people, if these people, you're looking at that one. There's oh, four, wow. four okay. letters in that yeah. one. That well, you think they're going to do it, Kenny? Uh, that uh, that motor company? Uh, maybe they should. Anyway, there's another one. So oh yeah, they, a group called that is going to step so if, in. If they get this, involved, this group has has probably contributed more to what he did than anybody else. Well, I just think that this is where we need video. Oh yeah, Kenny, that company, that company's going to do it. I, I would say yes. No, wouldn't they you won't. say yes? Wouldn't you want out of there? <laughs> what is that? Oh come on. For crying out loud. But anyway, it would be the sponsors. It would 
have to be the sponsors. And who would put pressure on the sponsors? It would have to be all the networks. But the networks are in bed with the UFC. One in particular, it's very powerful. So you be the judge. I mean, notice the one network has been very quiet about it. It was only Stephen A. Smith that has said anything. And he's friends with Dana White. He's friends. He said... Full disclosure, I'm friends with Dana White. What did he say had to be done? He said they basically they just have to suspend him. Okay. It's like suspending an NFL I owner. I don't know how you suspend What does it? that do? Yeah. It was the same thing when we talked about Steve Ross. Like like Dana White's not going to take every phone call. We didn't get to get into any of the conversation we were going to get into, by the way. We were going to talk about whether or not if you had a son, mm-hmm. since you have the access to coaches, could your son get coached up and go... Like, say your son wanted to play football. Knowing what a bad athlete I am. Exactly. Yeah. With your genes, could the right amount of coaching make your son a starter at Bay Village High School and, like, get him to yeah. D2 I've college I've thought football? about this so much. I've thought about this so much in all sorts of sports. So our buddy Joe runs a academy now. Mm-hmm. Like, NBA is the one where, no, mm-hmm. nobody, nobody's, nobody's kids could just get to the NBA with the right amount of coaching. Well, I'm not talking about pros. I said D2 for crying out yeah, loud. Yeah, well, it's different levels. Yeah. Obviously, to it's be like, a starter at Bay Village High School and go to D2, absolutely his kid could be coached up to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, there's certain positions that, like, if your son's not 6'3", 250, yeah. then he's not going to be on the fringe line, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's just not happening. They're not going to put... Anthony Lima Jr. at 5'11", 135 on the you know, D-line. Well, like I've, it's said, not happening. I've said, like, kicker, punter, but they do have kicker-punter camps. They're loaded with a bunch of kids. The kid There's from a bunch my of them town, that don't go anywhere. The kid from my town two years ago spent his weekends flying to Tampa to do kicking stuff. Now, the kid from Avon... Just kicked in the in the Arizona Bowl. The Arizona Bowl, that's right. And yeah. as a true freshman, and is killing it out there. And that kid could kick too. But the Avon Lake kid from two years ago took a whole year off and then got signed by Akron after taking a whole that's year great. off. And that's just by going and getting the coaching. But he flew across the country to do it. And this was while he was still in school. Well, this is the happen in this is the guys. Positions. This is what we talked about with a lot of the Olympic sports. <laughs> Uh, a lot of the crazy Olympic sports. It's just a bunch of rich kids. Yeah, it's just. I'm sorry. It's just a bunch of rich kids. Okay, but uh, let's let's go team sports. Team sports we pay attention to. D. Let's go D one. Okay. D one Mac, or um, you want do you want to go F, as low as like no go Mac FCS go Mac. stick okay, with the Mac. Lowest we know is, the Mac. Lowest is Mac. No offense, Youngstown State. We got to go with the Mac. Football. Any, all three of us. You look at us. You look at our kids. My kids, no, no, no. You don't think yours could? Not football in the Mac. Okay. Just based on the my oldest son and the size that he is right now, he should be developing into a certain size, and I just don't. There are undersized linebackers all over the Mac. Yeah, all over, all over. Way well, I haven't seen them up five eleven, five eleven, but. 215, I've seen it. Go ahead, Owen. What do you say? Man, I just don't know that to make it just to the Mac is worth all of that that it would take. It's a lot of work. It's a full-time job. Every program needs those. 
I know a kid right now that's going to be a D1, high-level D1 kid. I, I know it because the way he's built Yeah, at his age. But it's because the way he's built. If if he wasn't 6'5", 265, 15-year-old right now, he wouldn't be getting those opportunities. As good as I think, as smart of a, of a football kid as I know he is, he wouldn't be getting those opportunities without his physical size. The kid's dad is 6'8 and about 350-something. So I know he's going to pan out. Axel's lanky. <clears throat> um, Jonas. I, I don't know about Jonah. I don't know. I look Jonah, at you. Jonah's a little voluptuous. I, look I don't at know you, how Jonah's going to work out. And, and you being... <laughs> 17 and taking care of him of yourself i will yeah i did with the right coaching you could have went to a max school i did i ever tell you the maslin story no i don't know just like the bowling is green this football where story you tomahawk chop off of the this is hey i know we we just talked about swearing to god last last week or on t- tuesday i will take this to my grave to my grave and i got buddies from back home and they'll listen i had one buddy from back home who had coaches in his living room over this sort of thing. So I really shouldn't be out there with this because eh, oh, I high think, school football. I think you have told me. I've told yeah. you this. I yeah. have not said this on any platform or whatever. Maslin takes their football very seriously. You don't say. Very seriously. And uh, I worked at a pizza shop when I was, when I was uh, very young. I was 14 years old working at a pizza shop. I was freshman football. And one day... There used to be like a restaurant, like it was a restaurant area in the pizza shop. So one day there's these guys, and they're coaches, they're football coaches, and they're wearing masks and stuff. And this is, again, this is late 90s. And uh, <clears throat> they're, they're done eating, and, and I'm working back in the kitchen, whatever. And I'm getting their stuff, and I'm putting their stuff away. On my mother, on my dead mother, okay, on my children, on whatever, I swear to you, you give me a lie detector, I don't care. I'll bring it in. And one guy looks at me and goes, I know who you are. And I go, oh, yeah? He goes, yeah, you're Kenny Carmen. And I'm like, yeah, hi, nice to meet you. You know, I'm just, I'm, I swear, I'm, I'm a freshman. I'm going into my freshman year. And he goes, he goes, yeah, you look really strong. He looks me up and down. He goes, you look really strong. He goes, you don't play much, do you? And I go, no. He goes, if you come to Maslin, you could play. And I go, no. He goes, you want to keep playing at Perry? He's, I was like, well, yeah, I love – I swear to God. I said, yeah, I love Perry. He goes, yeah, you're not going to play at Perry. You'd play at, you'd play at Maslin, and then you'd probably play in the MAC. And I, like, laugh. He goes, oh, you should seriously think about it. And that and he's like – he told me his name. I'm not going to tell you guys his name. And that was it. I was I was shocked. So why – sh- why Anthony, I was not good. But he goes – but in his eyes, so he's like, were, I'll make him good. You were but being they coached are a factory poorly. School. They, they in their way were taking a swing at my coach, and my coach was a legend. Yeah, yeah, of course and, he is. And his assistants, who were also very good assistant coaches at that time, and they in their own eyes were like, I'm just going to take another one of their kids, and they can go bitching up a storm. Because the worst, and even though my coach probably wouldn't even care, the worst thing that happens for them though, what? the worst thing that happens for them and taking that swing is that you go back and you go, coach, coach, guess what happened? And even if for you know the smallest of an inch of thought that your coach has put into his mind that 
Yeah. These guys are talking to my boys. It, They've won. That's exactly. And Dave I, Walter White did this is how I for win. For all I know, he could have been like, I wasn't talking to that kid. I have no idea what that crazy a-hole was saying. That could be true. But that is also a thought where I look at it with coaches now. And I see any kid who has like size and strength. And we go to some we go to some places that got some really good staff, some really impressive coaching staffs. Like I stood on the sideline of Ed's. Ed's goes without saying. Right. They got dudes. They got studs, football players. Like there's there's boys, and then there's 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 men, and there's dudes, and they got dudes. But their coaches are just as impressive. And Ed's has that type of program. Maslin does have that type of program, and there's other programs. Walsh Jesuit has a great great program. I really got to tell you, it's my hometown. I get that, or it's not my hometown. I should say I live in Streetsboro. I, I, I notice the way coaches carry themselves. I notice the way they, they stalk up and down the sideline, their assistant coaches and how they carry themselves. Yep. I, I tend to notice guys who are actually coaching and not just screaming. I came away with McKinley. They had a great second-half run, Kent McKinley. I sat there and I watched those those coaches on that sideline, that entire game against the men. I go, this is they're, they're in a good place. They're going to yeah, be in a good place. Doing. And so I look at them and I go, if you got the right coaching staff, you see a kid with any size – like, that kid can be helped. And then I go to some of the other places, and I'm going, I want to take this kid and steal him. And get him out of there. Right now and take him <laughs> to one of these other schools that I just talked about. Because I'm looking at a kid who's got size, who maybe not be playing, and I go, is it because you're not playing and you're not motivated enough? Do you not have it? Or maybe you just don't have it. I don't think I had it. I had good coaches. But that guy, I'll take that story to my grave. It was one of the weirdest things ever. I was 14 years old. Weird as hell, weirdest thing I've ever been through in my life. No, not the weirdest thing I've ever been through in my life, but as a you know, as a football at player. fourteen years old, yeah. yeah. Uh, I went through some weird stuff. Well, at besides the drug smuggling, I'll t- well, I'll tell you this. Garrett said, "I'll leave you guys with this." Garrett had said, "People are who they are at thirteen years old," and I texted Garrett while we were talking to Garrett Bush. And go, I don't know, man. I smoked a lot of weed when I was thirteen years old. We don't condone that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.